Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. <laughs> it's me being Alex Cord. Oh, so <laughs> from Uninvited. Right. Ladies. Hey, ladies. This is flowy linen pants. <laughs> boat horror. You ready to talk about some boat horror? Is boat horror it. a big... That is an untapped genre, I think. Uh, is it, there a lot of boat horror? I that, think it's probably pretty hard to get on a boat. For a movie, right? I think that seems like an easy place to do a horror movie. Mm. If you could rent a boat, and then all the crew just stays on the boat, everybody's always on set, you knock it out in a week, week and a half, feels like a good setting for a cheap horror movie. That's, but that's what they did with this movie. And that is what... <laughs> so there's... Are there... How many boat horror movies... Should we define boat horror? I guess we, we have land to. on a definition of boat horror. I'm, say, I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. I was gonna say, should we say who we are? Uh, this is a movie podcast, and we're talking boat horror, obviously. Uh, I, so, well, I have to say, we have to break it down as non-shark related, right? Because there's a lot of shark movies that require people to be on boats. So the the main feast we're going to talk tonight is Uninvited, mm-hmm. the '87 straight to video Graydon Clark boat horror movie masterpiece. So good, but. When I was thinking about it, it's like, yeah, this is a good idea. You know, Graydon Clark just rented a yacht for two weeks, paid a bunch of money to some good actors, mm-hmm. banged out a fun script that takes place in one location, and like, you know, knock, you know, this is like a month for him. Yeah, he he got someone to make basically a hand puppet for the for the monster. Yeah, and you get a cute little kitty cat. Graydon Clark's one of these guys, like, uh, you know, Roger Corman. Oh yeah, he was make, but he's like a Roger Corman in 1987. Same kind of thing, and he was it. A mentee from uh, Al Adamson, guy making mm. real trash. Just the yes. way Roger Corbin. Tra- We're talking like, about a pretty trashy movie here. And, uh, uninvited is, and then I'm thinking how much I'm loving Uninvited and how smart it was to just rent a boat and set your whole movie there. I'm thinking, is there other boat horror? It's there's hardly any with doll horror. Shelves mm. full, clown horror, tons. Sure, boat horror. It's like, man, I don't know. There was Ghost Ship. In 2002, that had one good scene. Yeah. I had your girl, Juliana Margulies. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically my girl. Yeah. Uh, I just saw Death Ship for the first time. There was a boat horror double feature of Uninvited and Death Ship. Yeah. Also a George Kennedy double feature. Kennedy did a lot of lot of Get aircraft him. and hey, boat horror. Exactly. So I like, felt like he could be at sea for a while. He's on board. Show legend, George Kennedy. Two different boat horror movies yeah, right. in a genre that has five total movies. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy's getting full coverage. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Uh, oh, no. I guess Titanic. Titanic's the number one. Pretty when horrifying I think boat shit horror, at the end there. I'm thinking not, not Jaws, but a movie that takes place mostly on a boat. Right. I think that's the official. They're on the ship for much of the movie. I don't know the exact runtime that it needs to be, but... okay. Spending major, so I guess Jaws is on a boat for a big back half of the movie. It's huh? like an hour on the boat. Yeah, I think. but that's so, what okay. I'm saying. Like shark movies are their own thing. I I feel like 
And we're talking about like movies where there's monsters or threats or something on a boat. Like, uh, what's that early Polanski one? Like, A Knife in the Water? Is oh, that, sure. Does that work for yeah. boat? What about Billy Zane classic, Dead Calm? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Billy he was Zane, also in Titanic. Big boat horror yeah, guy. What's going on there? Man. <laughs> the as yet uncovered Billy Zane. Uh Perfect Storm? Is yeah. that horror or is that just like man drama? I think that counts as boat boat drama. Yeah. Boat coming of age. Sure. Well, Life of Pi is the big boat coming of age. Sure. Movie. Yeah. That's a good one. With Richard Baca. So <laughs> the tiger, so, Richard Parker. So yeah, there's movies that are on boats, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Bernard, you know, Fitzcarraldo had a boat. Sure, like there's boat stuff, but like boat horror. Yeah, it's, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like doll horror movies are all the same section. I don't think they're throwing in like uh, Titanic <laughs> next on Jaws, uninvited. Yeah, you like boats. There's got to be some website with like top boat horror movies and it's it's, it's exactly titanic jaws uninvited <laughs> dead rising dead rising white Your squall Street williams uh, ooh, white squall <laughs> man that was the first time i heard the word squall i know it sounds scary it sounds menacing sounds really scary White squall <laughs> uh i love uh one of my favorite movies honestly deep rising that's, your that's de- when you said boat horror i was like deep rising's the best Street Williams leads a band of ship robbers, and uh, they find the empty cruise ship, and it's because these giant squid creatures have come up through the toilets and eaten everyone. That's insane. It's like humanoids from the deep, but it's with so your dude. And we, we, He's so good in it. Have we and never done Johnson's tre- in it. Have we gotten 200 episodes in and not done a Treat Williams? Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't think we have. You were the that. earliest pro Treat Williams guy I knew. I'm very. You've pro. gone to the bat for Treat Williams. I love him. more than more I than. I follow most. him on Twitter. What a guy! He just shows pictures of like his farm. He's like, ah, weather coming we in. All, you know, we <laughs> we on uh, we on so it's come. I we really love. We have a good time on this on so it's come to this. <laughs> but we all have our guys, right? That's yeah. why we love doing this. We all got guys. We love guys. Mm-hmm. You're a Treat Williams guy. Another uh, Zane connection. He's Treat Williams is the bad guy in the Phantom. Man, the Phantom. You gave me that VHS. You got that laser disc. Yeah. That's some real 1994 Treat Williams. I think my Billy brother Zane still classic. I think I brought it up before. My brother still has the little phantom ring they were giving out at the theater <laughs> oh, when we went cool. and saw it. Yeah. When they used to give you little trinkets to, if you went and saw the movie. <laughs> this has become a smooth talk podcast. We're talking <laughs> oh. about the Pete Yeah, you know, the Laura Dern, Treat Williams. But so boat horse. All right, Treat so, Williams. Boom. Deep rising. Did a boat horror. Nailed it. George Kennedy, two boat horrors. Big Billy boat Zane, horror he's in the two boat horror club. Death Ship, what a dog. <laughs> Death Ship was bad, man. I read, the, I read the synopsis of that, and I almost watched it. And then it was like, I don't know if I want to watch like a Nazi thing. No, here's the it's thing. It's a Nazi boat or something, right? This could have used more Nazism to, for some spice. Oh, mm-hmm. this, was, this was this movie that was really great in certain ways. Like you could tell these actual real actors were put in kind of too much danger. <laughs> right. You remember watching Rituals? Go back and listen yeah, yeah, to our yeah. Rituals episode. If you've never heard of Rituals, Hal Holbrook looked Hal like Holbrook he was episode. dying in a movie. This is a, that's a crazy action movie, man. Rituals looked like it was putting actors through hell. When I watch a Gire, the Wrath of God, I know everybody is hating the time they're spending there. They hated it. Definitely. And it showed, man. And these people on Death Ship, God. 
<laughs> they look like they are miserable. They look like seasick. They, the cast of the ship, which has a lot of names. George Kenny, show favorite. Mm-hmm. Nick Mancuso, mm. show favorite from the Rapid Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the... Uh, oh. Hitting all of our some of our show favorites here. So you're thinking, how can this movie go wrong? Then we're getting the same shots over and over of this Nazi ghost ship coming to life. Mm. There's only so many like pulleys and turrets that you can watch <laughs> twisting and turning. Like, oh, the ship's thinking for itself. Uh yeah. And George Kennedy slowly. Oh, the ship's alive. The ship becomes alive. They are on okay. their own cruise ship. George Kennedy's the captain of a cruise ship, and he's like doing the great grumpy George Clooney. Uh, George Kennedy, uh, asshole guy, but he's wearing a captain's suit. He's the man on this boat, right? <laughs> well, eventually that boat goes down four minutes into the movie. Oh. You know, in Titanic, when the boat sank for the final two hours of the movie in real time, the crash and sinking of George Kennedy's cruise ship, and I'm not sure the budget of Death Ship, takes about 90 seconds. <laughs> It gets us some scenes of just like, we got to get off this ship. Uh-huh. And then it just cuts to one boat of people. Of all the characters we've already been introduced to in the first five minutes of the movie. They sink this thing immediately. They get them to oh, the yeah. death ship. It's so insane. <laughs> get them to the death ship. They get all the cast to the death ship and then realize like eight minutes in, they're like, we don't have enough things to do on the death ship. Oh, yeah. Should have spent more time with the The cruise sinking. ship was lively. They were in a big party room. They were doing countdown songs uh-huh. like for the new year. It oh. was a lively... F- and then they're immediately like, we don't have the budget to do tons on the death ship. So we get a lot of exploring the depths of the ship. Yeah. That oh. just made me think of Poseidon, uh, the the capsized ship one. Okay, Poseidon sure. Adventure. Poseidon Adventure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Was George Kennedy in that one? I feel like he was oh, in that he, one. If it was a disaster movie in the <laughs> 70s, they got Kennedy. Is he in Airport 77 he was where, in sh- all where the, the plane crashes ones. underwater? Yeah. In the ocean? He owned them. Man. This man is one of my favorites. He is a Graydon Clark regular. He is. I th- was it Wacko? Wacko. Uh, that's that's where I actually was like, okay, now I love I think that's George where, Kennedy. Yeah. We fell in love with George. How did we not already just love him from Naked Gun alone? Sure. I mean, this guy is... Well, you already loved him, but then at the end of Wacko, when he gives the public service announcement, it was like, this is my guy. Like you said, this this has become one of our guys. His final scene in Wacko is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in any movie. And I don't... I think you can back me up. That's yeah. not hyper. I think we were all a little punch. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> punch drunk from uh, watching Wacko and just being like, "What the hell is this thing?" So and then when George Kennedy turns around, is like, "We've had some fun here." Today. <laughs> I think we just all lost it. I think it was the perfect just like broke everybody. You know, you're watching Naked Gun and Airplane, and the jokes are so childish but finely tuned. Mm. Right, and Wacko is such a looser version of that, a less professional version of the Zucker Abrams Zucker kind of quality, mm-hmm. right? More perverted too, right? <laughs> Graydon Clark is but a total Graydon, pervert. We have watched several Graydon Clark movies. This guy is our kind of dude. Mm-hmm. The inf- I have the joysticks framed poster. Of this this guy makes the sex comedies, the bad action co- like. He covers all the most fun genres. Exactly. He did this movie called Black Shampoo Mm. that is one of my favorite exploitation titles ever because the year before, the big Warren Beatty movie, Shampoo, was out. 
the next year he just makes the same movie <laughs> with a with a black cast and calls it black shampoo yeah yep I love this dude. That's like, yeah, there's a certain level of like hustler that, oh, uh, yeah, Al Adamson was one. Yeah. Graydon Clark is and one. Again, he was a student of Al, he acted yeah. in a couple Al Adamson movies, did second unit that's, direction that's, for Al Adamson. It's kind of like why we love Larry Cohen. You know, he's a guy that can come up with that idea, just sit down to lunch and go, okay, there's been some good maniac movies, been some good cop movies. Let's put them together. Yeah. You know what? I've heard people are using cell phones now. We're writing <laughs> cellular. Lustig says he's never owned a phone. He just wrote cellular because he just he understands how to make entertainment on the cheap. Yeah, Graydon Clark can make cheap entertainment. We were Joyce, saying that about uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis and you know all these legends. Yeah, it's all the same, right? Mm-hmm. Herschel Gordon Lewis, a great drop. Ten thousand, two thousand maniacs, whatever. God, great horror movie. Blood feast. Who cares if the blood's too red? That's a good, it's weird iconic. movie. It's iconic. These guys made weird movies. I love, Graydon Clark made 20 weird movies. Joysticks is terrible. Hmm. But Joysticks exists somehow. Like Joysticks is a theatrical movie, and it feels so cheap. It feels so unprofessional. And I love it. In the best way. In yeah, the exactly. best way, right? I think Uninvited has that, too. It, it feels improvised at times. It feels loose, off the cuff. <laughs> Uh, but it totally works, and it's a, a lot of fun. In a great way. Yeah. You ever seen Without Warning? That's like his. That's an actual yeah. hit. Yeah. That was that's a the, big theatrical the alien, alien movie. Yeah. Like that. That was a big. That's the, what got him to make a bunch of movies for the next twenty years, right? Guy knew how to make money on cheap. It was Corman. Mm-hmm. All the best guys, right? But Wacko is sincerely funny. Without Warning is sincerely a cool sci-fi movie. Sure, he has. Satan's cheerleaders, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and black shampoo, but uninvited is a cool boat horror movie in a genre with some duds. When George Nazi being t- George uh, Kennedy being turned into a Nazi in Death Ship, when you're like, I wish he would have went more Nazi with it. Mm. How did Kennedy know the right vibe to hit in Uninvited, but didn't go far enough in Death Ship? Clark got him there. It needs a guy like Graydon Clark to control the trash. Yeah. <laughs> to guide the trash. Not anybody can just go out and make trash. All right? Graydon Clark knows an audience. Well, this is, yeah, it's a boat horror movie, but Uninvited is also a great spring break horror movie. It's a great uh, criminals on the run getting their comeuppance movie. It's a killer cat movie. It's a great k- monster it's a cat killer, movie. It's about a cat, and it's so good. Yeah. Top tier cat performance. This is a movie, we uh, we did a Killer Shrews episode not long ago. We did. A movie that dressed up dogs and just had dogs run up to and surround people. And I love Killer Shrews. I think Killer Shrews is a great, scary movie. And I love that Graydon Clark got the idea to hammer out a two-week movie using a puppet cat <laughs> on a boat. What a great monster movie idea, yeah. right? I'm still a little confused by the monster, though. I, I don't know. Maybe you can help clear it up for me. <laughs> What do we do? What do, so we're we're introduced to this lab at the beginning of the movie where they say this creature's uh, or this cat has got like high radiation levels or something, and they're gonna put him down. Uh, yeah. So everything that I'm I'm hearing is that this virus uh, exists in the cat, but it's just a monster within the cat, wearing a cat suit. Yeah, that then comes out and is larger than the cat, goes back into the cat. Cat's normal again. 
So what, what, so what are we talking about? So we're in a lab <laughs> that was kind of like unspecified what they were actually trying to do with the lab. Just, oh, yeah. You have no idea why. We just know why. that there's like cats getting tortured. But then, right, boom. After we're introduced to this lab, suddenly we realize that this cat has an alien living inside him and it's getting out. The first 20 minutes of this movie are so joy-filled because this cat is a monster. But in most scenes, it looks just like the hunkiest, cutest orange cat you've oh, yeah. ever seen. This guy's a little darling. They got an adorable cutie pie. <laughs> and you get to see him like shimmying and running through like parking garages and through planters. Yeah. And then every so often, some hand puppet alien comes out of his body and just savages men. Before this it's cat crazy. wiggles his buns across another like street lit lamp street. Yeah, so I'm like, is it just a cat suit that this alien thing is wearing, or is the cat really there? Because yeah, this is a very alive, healthy cat in every scene, <laughs> yeah. except when the uh, puppet, yeah, with the arm still attached to it, jumps out of the cat. By the end of the movie, you, we get a shot of the alien actually <laughs> like. Up close, just like, time to get inside my host. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of crawling back in through this up close cat's mouth. Very straight. Just pulling up in his jaws, like, you don't, in. you don't see this very often. This is, yeah, this is like if the alien came out through the mouth and then went back in. Yeah. An alien. This is basically alien. I guess on, so. On the strictest, on tightest, smallest budget. Also, without anybody ever really acting like, okay, we got to start taking this thing seriously. People yeah. still didn't seem to understand how dangerous this thing was like an hour and 15 minutes would you, into a 90 Would you believe movie. it? I mean... I guess that that's kind of the joke that we're all in on with you Uninvited, would, right? Yeah. <laughs> Graydon Clark is one of these guys who... There's some of these guys we do episodes on where like criticism is pointless. He knows what he's making. Right. This isn't a self-referential director. He's a guy who's excited he gets to make movies. He made a lot of fun ones. Again, Wacko is... Maybe the funniest horror comedy. Hmm. We were, it was raw. Some of the jokes felt like fully like couldn't do another take <laughs> on this one, but everybody was funny. Joe Don Baker was funny. George Kennedy's funny. John Baker's the other big, mm-hmm. Graydon Clark mm-hmm. <laughs> dude. So all he does is cast our favorite guys and make the funnest genres. This movie starts the first words say "Amazing Pictures presents." That's his production company name? Like, he's a 13-year-old dude making yeah. movies, right? Yeah. It's like you get a camcorder and your friend's holding up a piece of cardboard in front of it that says, Kick-Ass Films <laughs> Presents. And then it's you credited with everything, you know? Like, that's what Graydon Clark's doing. Except he has 200 grand instead of, like, we have the camera for four hours. <laughs> the kind that you have to put a VHS tape in the side of. Well, yeah, he's not going to call it, like, we're we're struggling productions. <laughs> yeah. Amazing cool guy films presents. We, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing but pictures. This cat escapes the lab. In the first half of this movie is our lead actor, this orange hunk, scurrying through streets, down stairwells, and murdering. And the murder effects are cheap. The puppet Ooh. effects are cheap. Yeah. But at no point... Does this movie ever not know exactly what it is? Mm-hmm. If you're laughing at this movie, the joke's on. Like, we're sharing the laughs. Yeah, this we're movie all, is funny. This is a movie you laugh with, right? Yeah. Not at. Yeah, this isn't. His, we're not going for the actual scares here. We're having fun with this 
really silly puppet. It's yeah. it's almost like yeah, it's like if the Cookie Monster was attacking people, and the the outrageous over the top performances are right in line with like I said the kind of that yeah. horror version of a Zucker Abrams <laughs> kind of movie. And- You've got the over-the-top Alex Cord performance as the bad guy. You've got Klug, uh, Gulliger just giving you like a Hux, what a, a Huxy kind of Looney Tunes <laughs> character. Yeah. Like a literal kind of like gahush Looney Tunes guy. You got babes. You got jocks. Real babes. Good babes. I mean, this movie, yeah. So I look this Good up women. and see most references to the movie are Riff Tracks did an episode on it. Mm. How did this get made? Did an episode on it's like you guys are acting like you don't know this is a joke. How did right. it get made? They knew to get cool actors to say funny things. Like it's not you're yeah. not smart because you noticed they used a puppet. They how got did, away yeah. with using a fucking puppet. How did this get made? They glued some hair onto a puppet and uh, put their hand in. And it. they made three million dollars <laughs> on a two hundred grand movie. That's how it got made. That's how all of his movies get made. Yeah. How does Todd Solons make his movies? He he tricks another intellectual into giving him some amount of money to do another story that makes you feel empty. <laughs> All you have to do is get a guy to fund your dumb idea. And Graydon Clark has done that 20 times. That's how it gets made. Because the guy makes movies and has fun ideas. The funniest lines from Cord and George Kennedy. How do you not know this movie is out here to make you laugh? Mm-hmm. This knows how to entertain. We love George Kennedy. We love him. The laughs at the end of Wacko are second to few. But some of the lines. This is another top tier. If Death Ship is a miserable performance for Kennedy, Mancuso, and every other person in that. This is a classic Kennedy. Some of his lines about these young punks. That he hates <laughs> the disdain that George Kennedy has for every person in this movie, and the way he also looks and dresses like casual Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, he looks six eight in this movie. He is swole in yeah, this movie. He's he's a big huge. guy. Yeah, he's towering over. Alex these other Cord people. is a tall man, right? Alex Cord looks like six one six two because he was towering over a lot of people. Yeah, George Kennedy's hulking behind him, just like a like the cartoon bodyguards in Simpsons. Throwing Homer out. He's huge. Uh, And he hates everybody. When they're trying to talk some dude into committing securities fraud, he's just like pouring him a drink, being like, stop being a pussy and drink this. (laughs) (laughs) And then Alex Cord just gets to be the the, the great, like, hey, he didn't mean it. Relax. It's okay. You're doing all right. I'm trying to think of what Simpsons character Alex Cord is, because it's almost like, some Cord kind of Troy McClure. It's you know, like he's character. not far off from doing Albert Brooks. Yeah, but he looks and sounds like Alex Cord. Cord's a, a guy with a. It's like a Leslie Nielsen situation where in the '60s and '70s, Cord did a lot of dr- dramatic acting, mm-hmm. right? And by the mid '70s, he was doing like showing up on Columbo, showing up, you know, taking that route, right? But then in the '80s, when he's like a cool silver fox with a cool mustache and still got a good jaw, then it's like. The old contact on Airwolf. You know, he's <laughs> oh, just... Oh, yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. With the eye patch. Mm-hmm. So he's just one of these guys that worked for 30 years, no different than Brad Dillman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any dude like that, Andrew Prine. I love him in this movie. As, as Walter Graham, the 
they're hotel the... tycoon who's trying to smuggle a bunch of money to the Caymans. Yeah. How much do you love these guys like William Smith and them that are in movies like Champagne and Bullets? Mm-hmm. These guys get five to 25 grand and they show, they'll do it and they're not dogging it. Alex Cord is in a ton of scenes in The Uninvited and yeah. he was worth every penny they got for him. Clue Gulliger wore stupid teeth. <laughs> you know? He looks like a real whack job in this movie. George think Kent- he was the normal kind of dad in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, like <laughs> yeah. two years before this. Looks like a totally different guy. Or a funny but otherwise normal role in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, in his jogging suit. Yep. Another genre legend. And here, yeah. Yeah. You always wonder with these weirdo guys, like, did Clue Gulliger show up saying, I'll do the m- movie if I can wear these teeth? <laughs> yeah. Or is Graydon Clark like, all right, we're going to need you to uh, wear the teeth and drown a man in a hot tub? And also just riff. Well, yeah, there's a great bit where uh, Clue Gulliger's driving the boat for a while and he grabs a bottle and gets drunk. And I'm like, I think he might actually be drunk. I could see, <laughs> like, it'd be like, we're going to actually have to drink this bottle of wine. <laughs> like all the Wings Hauser <laughs> scenes in Champagne of Bullets. Yeah. Like, oh, is he, is he trashed or is he the most <laughs> method actor? I don't know. Right. Dean, Dean, right. <laughs> His Huntington Beach accent coming out. Oh, Wings Hauser is able to play so many southern regions in New York, but he's never been more California surfer boy than. Yeah brilliant i love these guys they're just doing that for the movies but george kennedy has so many funny jokes just calling kids punks and getting to say things after after intimidating everybody in the room but also getting to go i don't like you (laughs) i don't like punks like you i swear he has some line that the sometimes improvised nature of these scenes Mm -hmm. all right we got this boat for a week (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna cost me an extra 15k if we keep this boat past sunday yeah it's like just come in and tell these kids to clean up that's you know just something something tell them to clean up the the room or something there is this joke we'll make it up. as george kennedy's walking out of a room with alex cord and it has such an extra beat that i wasn't expecting that and the way george k delivers it with a laugh and alex cord responds to it, it sounds like two old buddies hmm. and that's kind of the warmth of this you get guys like william smith working with wings hauser probably known each other for 20 years they're just shooting shit in the guy's backyard right yeah so for this scene we drink a bunch of coronas okay (laughs) (laughs) cool i love making movies (laughs) you're getting paid to hang out with a guy yeah basically right and a camera's present but i swear george kenny walks in the room and says these young broads are a pain in the ass (laughs) and then there's a beat and he goes old broads are a pain in the ass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, all, yeah like he's just saying it as he's leaving all the broads. scene and yeah. cord you can see every time cord is reasoned with him slapping his face shadow boxing with him like you're gonna be rich baby yeah he's trying to keep him uh trying to de-grump him yeah exactly i know kennedy's a pretty pretty grumpy guy in this one <laughs> everyone else is here to party yeah. i've never seen kids uh young people in a movie so excited to be like servants on a boat for some old asshole they were and in this movie these two girls show up at his hotel they're immediately like oh he's gonna take care of us we'll do whatever he wants they meet up with two young guys they're like let's go to this boat the guy's like sure <laughs> yeah. and then immediately they're like washing dishes they're like no it's cool we're working we're on earning a boat. our way to just for the joy of we'll just party. being Don't on worry. a boat yeah there was very minimal partying even promised 
I know, they just, yeah, they're so, I mean, they are the uninvited, obviously, these young punks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I've, you never see them so game to just join these old men on a boat. Graydon Clark thinks nothing of such matters. <laughs> Graydon not. Clark had an idea to do a movie on a boat. He's like, we're not wasting that much time getting people on a we're boat. We're not going to convince them. Just we're going to find a way to get a cat and a, these teens and these babes on this boat yeah. and then somehow keep them there. Yeah. The cat just shows up on the pier. The, the the blonde girl takes the cat on the boat. The blonde girl suddenly gets the idea to take a cat on a boat. If I was getting on a boat and I saw a cat in a garbage dumpster next to the pier, no part of me would go, this guy's coming along. <laughs> I'm getting on a boat. I'm already assuming I'm coming back with some kind of airborne diseases yeah. or something, right? It, a minimum, a bad sunburn. I'm not entering a cat into the into a... Yeah, see, that's a weird... She's a weird character, the, the, the blonde one. She's... She's obviously there to party, down to do anything. She's great. She's such a babe. Both girls, All, total babes. Yeah, and the captain, uh, Rachel, was was that Another the captain? Babe. Yeah. She's now let me talk about the guys. Status. So I <laughs> love this girl's what Bobby, her curly hair. Mm-hmm. She was the daughter and coach. Oh yeah, sure. Because <laughs> Shelley Fabaris is the only other actor who has red curly hair like that. The Glenn somehow she made the Glenn close in. In uh, <laughs> Fatal Attraction, look like hot. I don't know how she did it. There's also a fake Rose Byrne in the movie, that deleted scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sherry Shattuck, the blonde, she's been a bunch of genre stuff. Yeah. She was in wax. Or I think, no, the curly haired girl's in wax work. Uh, Shattuck, like, she's in, she's in all these. She's in a couple Seagal movies. Her mm-hmm. name's cropped up a few times. But yeah. these total babes, and then the guys we get, man. Could we maybe have gotten an actor without like a weird skin rash? Is that the worst? You're mad at the jock with the Gorbachev uh, birthmark what on his neck. What is that? Did, how late was this movie cast? How do you get Alex Cord? George, George Kennedy is an Oscar-winning actor. You know, <laughs> these people have done this for years. Could we maybe have not gotten the guy with the most distracting, constantly visible birthmark? To do this part, could we have gotten some, like concealer or like a prison <laughs> tattoo over it? Like you'd rather look at a bad tattoo than that, right? Yeah. People touched it. That was just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> like this alien cat is coming oozing out of a cat's mouth, and then every time the the curly redhead put her finger over that thing, I was kind of like, Ooh, oh, what is it? <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you got to come up with like an explanation in the movie for that, right? Like. Anytime, uh, you know, Omar from The Wire was in something, they'd, they'd have to address the scar. <laughs> it's so scary when they wouldn't. Such a cool scar. God, R.I.P. M.K. M.K. Dub. Mm. But I love these guys. I With know. these babes, yeah. Alex Cord perfectly plays the most charming man on a boat who also understands the implications of a boat. You never shy away from knowing that this is transactional, why he's getting these babes on the boat. There's implications when you're out at sea. And sometimes you don't want to say it. And eventually Alex Cord's the guy that says it. And yet he's also the guy that eats an entire banana while having small talk (laughs) with people at a party. That's how you know you're the top dog. <laughs> when you could just come up to a couple of kids dancing and be like, mind if I cut in? And you're halfway down a banana. At 1980s, this, 
this man is a real actor. You know, <laughs> Airwolf was a paycheck, right? It's cool to get the old guy who's the CIA contact, like the old dude in Knight Rider, mm-hmm. or, the old, or the bald guy in MacGyver, or the guy that's relaying all the info in the next mission, and you're wearing an eye patch. Yeah, you're going to work with Jan Michael Vincent for a few years. Best earning years of your life. National audience, right? He is so hunky in this movie with his linen slacks and his earth-toned sweaters. He's dressing like casual Ric Flair. Yeah. With a $15,000 gold watch that he's got a drawer of. (laughs) But he is also such a perfect, like, whoa, 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 hey, hey. Like, when somebody gets a gun that he was just aimed at them, it's like, oh, Jesus, come on. What are we doing here? He's a great slime ball. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best. Real perfect 1987 straight video scud. Miami Vice kind of villain. Yes. Going to the Cayman Islands, going to pull out all this money because the scheme that they're in, which you never really learn what it is. No. You know, it's like he's got three million, and if he makes it to this island, then it becomes like 30 million. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's just got the perfect slickness, but also that kind of like, he, uh, you know, it's, uh, he knows how to show thing. ass. He's like, whoa, come on. Let's all settle down here. Cooler heads, right? Right before that, he was like, almost like <laughs> threatening yeah. a man. Well, then also with Rachel, the, the captain, it's like he, he had bought the boat from her dad and is employing her. And it's always like, hey, if you do things right, you know, maybe you get the boat back. Yeah. All just Again, that every- real slimy, perfectly, perfectly played, though. I, yeah. Every I woman him. who's ever entered onto any boat understands the potential danger of the implications. <laughs> and the more smaller the space is, and the more linen the pants are on the guy, you knew mm-hmm. Alex Cord understands the implications. I mean, you could say no, but then you're out there in the middle of the water. So it's cool that, that Bobby's doing aerobics, <laughs> but you know, Alex, there's like two rooms on a very big ship. It's mm-hmm. big, but like for a ship. Yeah, like I when mean, somebody's this is, like, this apartment's very roomy. It's an apartment. This is yeah. not a billion-dollar yacht. This is a pretty modest yacht. Yeah, and they're they like, go. man, this party from last night looks crazy. It's like some grapes and some cheese. <laughs> it's like there's only so much space on the yacht. Right, there's like three plates of food. And that's before the alien cat contaminates the food supply. Yeah, how did how did they know that? <laughs> One guy is that loosely a, weird... a scientist on board. <laughs> yeah. so One of the three like, dudes I... is, is a biologist, right? And so, yeah, he just knows, well... There's a mutant cat inside of a cat. Must be radiation. It's probably spreading it around. Yeah, so you get this kind of low-budget I mean, he's alien. right. It, it did happen. <laughs> we lost Shattuck to the poison food, but... Yeah, the deaths start racking up pretty quick. It's one of those 90-minute movies that feels long and short. Mm-hmm. The first half goes quicker than the second half. The second half, they're all getting picked off by the alien cat. Kennedy gets it bad. Yeah, it gets Kennedy gets his right Achilles and his whole whole ankle chawed through. Now, is Beekler on this movie as a special effects guy? They this, feel like... Th- this has the same kind of uh, pulsing body uh, stuff that Beekler would do. Probably feels not, like but. Feels cheaper than Beekler. They use the exact same shaped bladder mm-hmm. expansion on every one of the burstings. Beekler, he kind of gets joy out of mixing it up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I get to do three different burstings? He would come up with three different ones. Yeah. But I'm sure it's a guy that took a bunch of the same internship... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, worked under the same old makeup guy. Well, that's, yeah. What I like about the uh, the monster killings is that it doesn't necessarily want you to believe a tiny cat-sized animal could actually kill a man, but it poisons his blood, and then he 
basically explodes from the inside. This guy can also rip flesh and knows how to target. He goes after eyes. He goes yeah. after necks. He goes after some bad spots. And <laughs> to make fun of this movie is to admit that you're not in on the joke, which you can't have a puppet cat, somebody punching out the rear glass of a truck. In the, you know, the cat lands in the truck bed, and then some dude in a cat hand puppet has to punch through a window just to, like, kind of smother a guy with a puppet. It looks ridiculous, but then also the blood in this movie looks really good. Mm. The blood is sick in this movie. George Kennedy's ankle injury is gross. He gives a very good uh, convincing, like, kind of dying there on the couch scene, too. He... I was as I'm watching this movie, it's like this is ridiculous and silly. Obviously, I'm laughing along with it, and it's like, but also George Kennedy's putting in a day of work here, sitting on this yes. couch, gurgling and and writhing around. It's like it's so funny to me. It's like to look at a movie like Uninvited as in. like a riff tracks thing. It's like you get to see George Kennedy put in a George Kennedy level performance in some shit. Mm-hmm. If you can't get into that. You're watching movies wrong. I love seeing actors do every kind of role, especially when they're. We love these guys because you get to see them acting as good as they do. Yeah. Clue Gulliger, not his greatest. But he also <laughs> never wore stupid ass teeth and just like, well, can I just do some drunken singing for it's a while? It's a great drunken performance, yeah. I think. He, he's at the wheel and she's. Uh, he says something and yeah, the captain's like, are you drunk? He's like, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. When I I like seeing these guys. I love seeing Rory Calhoun in Motel Hell. These guys knew exact right. Chuck Connors in you know a uh, uh, tourist trap. He's these great. are these are professional actors. They're not gonna act bad just because the movie's bad. They have a reputation. Love but, that era. But the movie's not trying to be anything that it's not. It's very honest about what it is. The, the movie is a total success. This movie, Uninvited, is a total success for what it's doing. It actually has a great kind of extended scene where the boat, uh, you know, the the cat monster knows how to cut the engine cord. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) they're actually adrift at sea and they're running out of food and uh, Sherry Shattuck's going insane. Like, we're all going to die out here. And like, that's pretty good. Sherry Shattuck owned the last stretch of this movie. that, That part of the movie, like, take out the monster. You're just, what if you're just out partying and you find out that you're with a bunch of criminals who kill people and then the engine dies and you're stranded at sea and you have to get along and everyone has to work together, but you're also going insane at the same time. Like that's boat horror. Her going into full insanity was so good. She was so good. Also, what a name, Sherry Shattuck. (laughs) How cool. Put her, obviously she's going to be a scream queen. Yeah. But as, as serious as she got, they also still knew how to absolutely stick the landing on jokes. We get this long, gross kiss between the cute redhead and the guy with the the birthmark mm-hmm. or the rash. We're yes. never told. Nobody ever mentions it. <laughs> nobody talks about it. It's in every scene, and nobody says a thing about it. It it It'd it looks potentially it contagious, though. You don't bring it up rudely, yeah. but it I I didn't know if it was birthmark or rash. It looked rash. I would have asked. <laughs> I would have had to. I'm on a boat with this guy. Yeah, yeah. You're sucking face and with this dude. And it's just there. Oh, and the face sucking is so sucky sounding. <laughs> they kept like really slurping. And yeah, so this jo- guy had gotten shot by George Kennedy. George Kennedy was quick to fire that gun. George Kennedy's a killer. 
Yeah, this guy is a high. Him and Clue Gulager kill men. He he sh- shoots the uh, shoots the jock in the arm. Jock's got it in the sling, and he's bragging how he can't feel. He, I can't feel. I anything can't even at feel all. a thing. Perfect reveal. Yeah. When we see that the the alien cat is not <laughs> through half his hand, I don't even feel a thing. It's like it's like uh, I'm whenever I get dental work. It's like my jaw's all numb from Novocaine. I always do that thing where it's like, I'm biting my cheek. I can't even feel it. And then my cheek's raw for a half a day because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't even feel my lip biting. Oh, look. And this bleeding. guy's just this guy's this. doing the same thing, like shot in the arms, trying to laugh his way through it. Like, I can't even feel anything. What? Making out with the girl. And then as soon as they kind of pull away, he just notices, yeah, he's been getting eaten. The kiss goes on for so long. And then they cut to this puppet just being like, ah! <laughs> yeah, so that's how you know the joke is silly. on us because every time it cuts to the puppet, it's making this face like wow, because <laughs> it's just a guy's hand controlling yeah. a mouth yeah. like fucking Fonzie, it's Fonzie so Bear. Or it's something. not as if it's not even as like uh, well done as Elmer. No, it, you know, it's in, not even like a second guy's damage. moving the arms. The no. arms are stationary. It's basically like it's basket case level puppetry. Basically, yes. It's yeah, not quite brain damage, but yeah. within the realm of basket case. It's one puppet, and you know how the guy's hands in it. But it's really and it good. just goes Wah! every yeah. time you see it. It's really fun. <laughs> it's so fun. It always pops out of nowhere, and they think they get rid of it, and it jumps right back at them, and it's hilarious. And then those two die by like falling off a yacht. I mean, it's a big boat, but we're twelve feet up here. They just fall in they the water, disappear. and it's just like, disappear. well, there's two more gone. They like, sank like guys. a stone. You can, like, uh, throw one rope ladder down. Shattuck. <laughs> she took them both down. Yeah. Shattuck is feel. She gets to go through a whole arc where she's feeling guilt for bringing the cat aboard. Like, she makes another guy claim ownership, like, to get out of doing something. She had the full run, full arc. Yeah. Everybody got something to do here. This mm-hmm. is, for a movie that felt like it had minimal thought put into the script, a shocking amount is put into they got their own little character bits well yeah they go through the whole like they they lock up alex cord at one point and then they're like we need everyone to work together and i you know the budding relationship between rachel the the captain and the biologist guy like they're determined to survive i and- love the love hate relationship between alex cord and the actual handsome jock mm-hmm. the more like fake james spader yeah. I wish his name was Spader, like S P A Y. It's a cat movie, Spader. He's a good fan. <laughs> but Alex Cord is this whole, he's such a Joe Bluth, like, oh, I, I shit out gold watches like that for breakfast. Like, and he keeps making fast moves on the guy when the gun's on him and then going, whoa, whoa, I'm just going over here. Like, come I, on. I love the fact that, yeah, Corey is this guy, is the fake Spader. And he, when he hears that Walter Graham is. The guy whose boat they're going to be on. fund millionaire. He's like, you talk about Walter Graham. And he like idolizes this guy. And then through the course of the movie, he's just like, you've been a real disappointment, Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's really like kind of a jerk. He's really finding out what the like upper millionaire class is like. Like, I thought you guys were different. Yeah. Turns out you're pretty ruthless. I like that bit where he's just like, you have been a real disappointment. But there are also this kind of there's this really funny scene. Where they, they lock Alex Cord up so so he doesn't shoot them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, we kind of need him to go. Let's like help him get him to hunt the cat with us. And then it just does kind of a washout frame. And then it's just the preppy and Alex Cord like holding a lantern, <laughs> like a Scooby-Doo episode. 
It's so funny. Yeah. He, Alex Cord does so many funny looks and little bits. And also just calls a woman a dumb bitch. <laughs> he says it. Alex Cord, again, he knows there's implications. <laughs> but he says it. Like, he says it. He called the boat captain a dumb bitch. And says, it's real consistent with your normal attitude. As if he had a cigar. He's just you're, you're roasting like a, people uh, on this Marx boat. Marx Brothers thing there. Yeah. yeah. With his Cosby sweater pushed up to the elbows. Killer look. I hope he kept that wardrobe. I want to picture Alex... I want to picture him just cruising around Santa Barbara in 1987. Probably made 25 grand for this movie. With that mustache? Oh, yeah. Just, hey, ladies. This guy could... He could have hosted, like, Super Password. Or something oh, yeah. like that guy could have been a game show host money. Handsome guy. Passed away just like a year or two ago. Hmm. 88. Guy lived Didn't it. we lose Clue pretty recently too? Yeah. Clue Guler popped up in one little scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Selling Tess right. to Sharon Tate. Totally a big old fat old guy. I love wow. 90-year-old Clue Guler was like just a fat guy. To live to 90 but also be a fat dude. You did it. <laughs> Alex Cord lived to 88. He probably lived the last 20 years in Palm Man. Springs. These guys, I love these dudes. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Cord's great. The cat, dude, the ending of this movie is so funny. We get the boat capsizing in Graydon Clark's swimming pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're laughing at the wire pulling down a boat, and it's like, no, Graydon Clark's laughing because he owns a pool. Right? Because <laughs> he gets to make movies and live in a nice house in Hollywood. No, he's laughing. And he's the, having the time of his life making these He gets things. to make this, yeah. Right. The funniest stuff, man. When that cat gets two different takes of diving at the dude inside the rowboat, the second, the guy gets a like, the cat pops up over the edge of this escape boat. <laughs> do it. The guy's hand pops up over this yeah. boat. And the cat's doing his like, wow. <laughs> and everybody on the two survivors flip out. And the way the cat dives at him is like the crusty doll jumping after Homer. Yep. Yep. And then the guy kind of like wrestles with the hand puppet and throws it off. And they do this big, okay, all right. Anyway, and then the cat jumps up in the same exact way Doesn't again. he even give it like a, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, he says like a, we're doing it again. Dude, it's like an SNL sketch it's or so something. It's so funny. I don't know if I've laughed harder the last since maybe since seeing Studio 666. Mm. I laugh as hard. When they throw the Halliburton briefcase after emptying the stacks of 10, 10 grand out of it. And the cat like floats away on the briefcase doing his frozen just like, what? Ah. He, like the cat, fi- he might have, if they had the extra hand, they would have had him shaking his fists. <laughs> but they're like, no, we have to use the guy's hand to hold his mouth open. Yeah. But the cat is making the funniest face floating away just like, what? <laughs> you got me. You knew I had to float on something. <laughs> it was, oh, you got me to get on a different thing. Yeah. He looked so dunked on. <laughs> you know, it was just him holding a face. Just, just to I think, the it. whole time, all they had to do was just throw this cat a life raft. He would have been fine. They just have to throw him off the boat. It's tough getting close to him. Getting close to him is easy. Surviving cat. that. The, the poison blood really eliminates how close you can get to yeah. him. Yeah. That's the, Green Clark knows all the shortcuts. He knows how to, you know, just like, no, a wizard did it. Poison blood. Like, oh, he's well, got, then Clark's the vi- got us again. If there's been any doubt 
whatsoever if this movie's you know taking itself seriously or not. The very final freeze frame <laughs> shot, yeah. where the zoom in, we doo, see doo, the doo. briefcase is now on the beach, and a different cat is sniffing around it, and a little kid comes up and picks up the cat, and it freeze frames on this kid being like, "Oh, grabbing this cat," which I think I read was Graydon Clark's son was the is that of kid? Of course, Graydon Clark's one. Of, he was the lab guy in the yeah. beginning of the movie, yeah. so it's just like. The freeze frame of his son picking up a cat and being like, it's it's in another cat. One of my favorite things about these garbage filmmakers are when you find out their favorite movies are like, oh, yeah, my favorite movie, like, I, I really like Breathless. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does the, like, Antoine Dotel like zoom in finish he does like the, the, the Truffaut, 400 blows uh, thing. 400 yeah. blows, like triple zoom in. For a kid, like, finding the washed-up cat on the beach. Yeah. Doo-doo-doo. So, you know, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to steal that 400 blows shot from my alien cat horror movie. Yeah. It's the best. It's just, oh, what were you influenced by when you made this Clue Gulliger alien cat horror? Well, you know, eight and a half. Amar Kord, uh, mm-hmm. the, the greats. Mifune. I, I got them to, you can see Gulliger doing Mifune. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> 200 grand, you make 2 million at rental stores, then you make another one. Keep going. He did that. He did Dance Macabre. Oh, yeah. The ro- three decades of hits. We can't wait for our black shampoo episode. Guess we should do shampoo and black shampoo. I guess so. I hope the characters have slightly different versions of the same name. <laughs> it's the same plot. He did the same movie and just called it Black Shampoo. I love it. I love these men. What a legend. Came to this. It did. Wacko is the is the Graydon Clark to see without warning, absolutely. But these are the filmmakers you want to just soak up the catalog. Oh, I would say Uninvited is is up there with those other ones. Same. This thing is just it's a this lot is, of fun. Start this is to entertaining finish. front to back. It's 1987 to a T. It's it's got all you want. You got to see Alex Cord as this as the Simpsons character <laughs> guy. You got to see Kennedy as this hulking top tier George Kennedy. Menace. Clue Gulliger. Alex Cord. The Babes. It's so funny. This guy can cat. have such a respectable career. The Brotherhood. Doing a classy mafia movie with Kirk Douglas. Mm. But then when if I were to recommend any Alex Cord to someone, it's like, oh, you want to be entertained by this actor? See Uninvited. Top of my list. Yeah. So good. Check him out. Support that kind of filmmaking. Support Cat Boat Horror. Ripe for a remake. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. I'd see it see it twice yeah i'm eric i'm charlie thank you for listening and good night